0: Sports day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.
1: I couldn't be happier that I managed to get my first win over Rafa on this court in front of you guys. Because you guys are... I think there's no secret that this is my favorite court in the entire world, so thank you guys very much. As you're trying to serve that out, it's completely natural to have all these different scenarios coming in your head, but I tried to think as little as possible. I just said to myself, sea ball, hit ball, and <laughs> it worked out. Yeah, good old
0: Alex Demonor. Uh the 24-year-old, claimed his first win over Rafael Nadal with that 3-6, 6-1, 7-5 triumph over the world number two in Australia's first league against Spain in the United Cup uh, last night. They won't get through to the finals in Sydney. Uh, Italy will face either Poland or Switzerland in uh, tomorrow's Sydney finals. But let's focus on what's happened here in Perth. As I mentioned, uh, the guest of Tennis West, it was great to go along today and witness first-hand the United Cup. It was Greece. Maria Sakari sealed a Perth City final for the Greeks in that United Cup. She beat Elise Mertens of Belgium 6175. And then there were victories also in the men's singles and also the double. So, clean sweep there for Greece. But a man that's been there right across it has been Brett Patton, the CEO of Tennis West. And he joins us here on the program this afternoon. Brett, thanks for your time and Happy New
1: Year to you and everybody involved in the United Cup. Yeah, thanks, Brett. Happy New Year to you too. It was wonderful to have you there to watch. Well, wow. You're a very patriotic uh, Greek <laughs> national, so it's good to have you in the box watching uh, your fellow colleagues and country people go about their business and really putting on a show here at the United Cup.
0: Yeah, and there was a few people there certainly waving uh, the blue and white flag, but saying that, uh, I was talking to you just prior to taking my seat, that the Greeks have been a bit of a bonus for the United Cup here in Perth.
1: Well, they certainly have. I mean, big Greek community, as you know, I think it's about fifteen or 20,000 uh, as part of that Greek community over here in Perth. And they just flood through. I mean, Stefano Sitsapas, Maria Sakari, it's been a real coup to get them across here to play at this year's United Cup. And, you know, they're global stars and they're certainly pulling the fans through the turnstiles here at the ROC Arena. And, and they've made it through to the final. So final tomorrow uh, with Stefano Sitsapas playing first or second up in the day session is going to be an absolute cracker. And that'll set up what's going to be a, a sensational night session as well. So the finals are played in the day session, and then the second session, the night session, in the afternoon, culminating in the presentation of the Perth medals for the United Cup section in Perth. So it's an exciting 24 hours ahead, Pete.
0: Yeah, and they face either France or Croatia in the final, and that's being played this evening.
1: Yeah, they do. Caroline Garcia, she's up against Martic, and it's on serve. Caroline Garcia leading five games to four. It was a bit of a surprise last night with Croatia bursting out of the blocks and heading up two rubbers to love against the highly fancied French contingent, so I think it's all before the French team tonight. They are the fancies uh, to make it through to that final and potentially one of the one of the real fancies to take off the United Cup, but they're behind the eight ball at the moment, zero two, but I think you know Caroline Garcia has got a good head to head against Martic and certainly at the top of her powers right now and I, would predict that she'll get over the top of Martic. We'll see how that plays out in the next hour, hour and a half. And, of course, Adrian Manarino from France, who's an absolute wondrous player with his left hand. He strings his racket at about 10K, which is about 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's due to get on court second. So I'm predicting that he'll also potentially get through and forcing it to a very... Much live mixed doubles, rubber between Croatia and France tonight.
0: So tell us about the concept, in a sense. As I mentioned, Italy will face either Poland or Switzerland in tomorrow's Brisbane finals. The USA, I gather, will play Great Britain in the Sydney final. And we've got Greece or Croatia uh, or France in the Perth finals. Now, the winner of those finals then head to the United Cup Final Four. Just tell us how that works.
1: Yeah, correct. Final four being played in Sydney. So the winners of each state section will go through to move through to that final to be played in Sydney. And of course, there is four spots there, and the three will move through. So it's the next best team across all those cities, and it's uh, based on wins. If it's not not clear cut in the wins, it'll go highest percentage on sets one and then games one. So um, there's still plenty to play for for those teams that potentially do not get through their state final, and but they will play all the way through to that live mixed doubles or even if the dead mixed doubles, they'll play all the way through. They're hoping that they can get as many wins on the board because they just might get that extra win that forces them into that four spot in the final four semi semi-finals to be played over in Sydney at the Ken Roseville Arena through the 7th and 8th of January.
0: So how does the United Cup Final Four work? Is it... Uh basically drawn out, that is the semi-finals, and then, of course, the winners go into the final. Just take us through how it all basically comes to a conclusion.
1: Yeah, the winners go through. There's a higher seed, so whoever gets through, then it's all based on what their seeding was in the group stages, and and that'll be played out in the semi-final stages as well. So it, it basically, it's a knockout competition uh, from here on in past the finals, So and they, whoever goes into the semi-finals, you know, the highest seed, as per the knockout rounds, they'll have the priority seeding and, um, you know, like I said, there's some really terrific players, men's and women's. And can I just say, Pete, that the Greek team are really a surprise package for me. I mean, they've got through to that final, but their depth and their camaraderie and the way that they're actually combining as a as a unit, as a team. I mean, we saw that today with uh, their youngest player, the number three singles player coming in, Stefanos. And you'll be able to better pronounce his last name. Yeah, Sakalaridis. Yeah. yeah. I, they're 800 odd in the world, but uh, that was his highest. That was his best-performed match on an ATP tour, defeating you know Bergs, who's about 129 in the world. He gets an additional $25,000 in prize money and a whole bunch of ranking points. But I think that win was really built on the the fact that the Greek team are so close. They um, they do everything together. They practice together. They eat together. They you know almost. Get out there and play together, and and it was just a wonderful moment for young Stefanos. He calls himself the baby Steph because obviously <laughs> Stefanos sits apart; he's the number one man. But he was. It was just great to see this young kid starting to, you know, hit his straps. He's about six foot six, eighteen, nineteen years of age. So, you know, we've known over many many years of watching the Hotman Cup that if you play well in Perth at the start of the summer, that really does lead into a sensational Australian summer of tennis. So, you know, they've been the surprise packet for me. We yeah. always know the pedigree of Sitspas and Sakari, but there are other players, too, that are carrying load.
0: Yeah, when the 18-year-old actually won, uh, he was embraced as if they'd won the uh, Australian Open uh, title. It, actually, it was uh, quite emotive, uh, everybody jumping on board. Saying that, uh, of course, he stayed out for ages, getting selfies and signing autographs. He made the most of the moment. But one thing that I can recommend he needs to get done, I think he needs to get a haircut. <laughs> I think he needs to get a haircut. It's bloody long, isn't it?
1: It's halfway down his back, but what a character he is! It's a funny, funny story though. He, he greeted all the players as they came and arrived in Perth, you know, around Christmas and Boxing Day. And- he just appeared out of nowhere, and of course, I didn't know too much about Steph Noss, and he just jumped up to me. He didn't have any racket bags or any bags, and he, he said, I'm here for the United Cup. And I thought he was a tourist, to be fair. And so we sort of had to scurry around to see exactly who he was, and then he disappeared. Then I see him in a press conference, and he's sitting behind Steph uh, Sitspas, and he was waving at me. And then I said, Where'd you go? You sort of just ghosted us. So he made his way back to the hotel with his sister in a taxi. So yeah, he's an intriguing player. He plays about 48, 49 weeks of the year, he plays a lot of tennis, and uh, wonderful to see him get his real first big win here at the United Cup in Perth. It's certainly uh, a win he won't forget. Yeah, and I
0: saw him make a beeline uh, to shake your hand as well as he was departing the RAC Arena. So we're on the verge of what is going to be an exciting month uh, of tennis. I think everybody's getting excited about the Australian Open. Hopefully, 2023 will be a COVID free year when it comes to tennis and other sporting events. It's starting to heat up now, isn't it, Brett?
1: Oh, it sure is. And This year, the Australian Open, you know, it's going to be the biggest, the best, I think, that the tennis Australia would have put on as far as the activations out there at Melbourne Park, first and second week. And there's a lot of tennis to be played between now and sort of the conclusion uh, of January. And exciting times. Great to have Novak Djokovic. Love him, I hate him. He's back in the country again, and he's gunning for, you know, what is going to be sort of almost a record-breaking Australian Open for him if he can get to win. He loves his tournament. He certainly plays his best at the Australian Open. He's hunting down Rafael Nadal. And fair to say that Rafa probably hasn't got off to the start, but he would have liked losing to Alex Dimonero at the United Cup and also Cameron Norrie from Great Britain. So he's a little bit behind the eight ball, Rafa. But there's one thing we do know about Rafa is you certainly cannot write him off. And I think the women's Australian Open is as wide open as I've seen. You know, he's fire tech from Poland coming in as the number one seed. Best player, form player in the world at the moment. But gee whiz, I reckon you can probably throw a blanket over about four or five the best women to see, you know, who's going to win this year's Australian Open in the women's section.
0: And as we let you go, Brett, of course, flying the flag for WA tennis. How many West Australians do you think we might be lucky enough to see in the main draw? We know that a couple need to go through qualifying.
1: Yeah, we do. Talia Gibson's been given a wild card, which is fantastic. She's had an outstanding ITF tour. Throughout 2022, and it's great recognition for the hard work and her performance. Of course, Taylor Preston, young Taylor, got given a wild card into the qualifying at the Australian Open last year, and and got through the second round of qualifying. I think that she'd be in line for that again. Stormy Sanders will get through in the doubles. Maddie Evden, of course, uh, Tristan Scorgate will probably get into the qualifying. So you know, there's there's some hope that we get maybe four, if not five, WA players playing in the main draw at the Australian Open this year. But certainly they'll be showing their wares in the qualifying leading into the Australian Open. But, um, you know, Maddie Inglis as well. We've got Astra Sharma. You know, they're all sort of primed to play in this year's Australian Open with a little bit of luck and some good form along the way between now and the Aussie Open. So lots lot to get excited about from WA Tennis, but you know, more so you know, we're just really looking forward to the Australian Open getting underway.
0: Good stuff. Thanks for joining us, Brett. Uh, of course, real passionate about tennis. As the CEO of Tennis West, uh, I'll let you go back and have a look at the tie that's currently underway between France and Croatia. You may want to give us an update. How's it going?
1: Yeah, Gus. Here currently leading six games to five on serve. Martek serving 15 love. So lots to play for here for both of these teams. To so, you know, one of them is going to go through to that that uh, that bottom end final to play Greece tomorrow.
0: Good on you, Brett. Thanks for your time and again. Thanks for the invitation today. Thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: Always a pleasure, Pete. Thanks for your support. Good
0: on you. Brett Patton joining us, the CEO of Tennis West. And if you haven't got your ticket, maybe you can sneak into the final tomorrow. It should be a beauty, actually. Uh, Great atmosphere. It is a great venue. I know it was about 36 degrees in Perth today, but it was so cool inside RAC Arena. Didn't feel the heat at all. The roof was open actually, but you just didn't feel any of the heat because the actual stadium is air conditioned. So uh, it is very comfortable to watch uh, sport there at RAC Arena. 26 past five, uh, you're tuned to Sports Day with Peter Vlahos and you can get on the tempera bedshed text machine 0487 736, 736 Or you can get on the uh, open line, thirteen twelve fifty five for Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento Large SUV. Just quickly, some other quick sports headlines for tyre power. Buy three and get one free on selected Falcon all-terrain tyres at your local tyre power. We've brought you up to date with what's happened in the United Cup. Novak Djokovic says he holds no grudges over his deportation drama last summer, but admits his journey to Australia this year felt different because of the circumstances surrounding his visa cancellation prior to the 2022 Australian Open. He got things underway last night at the Adelaide International, dropping just nine points on serve in a 6-3, 6-2 win over constant Lestienne. And Cricket Australia is toasting a billion-dollar bonanza, but fans are set to cash in, with Channel 7 continuing as the home of summer cricket until at least 2031 under a new broadcast rights agreement. In a big win for Cricket Lovers 7+, Plus will, for the first time, stream the cricket online, live and free. And the new seven-year agreement, which kicks off in the summer of 24-25, takes in two Ashes series, two five-test Indian tours to Australia. And as part of the $65 million per year deal, the Men's Big Bash League will be shortened. With Cricket Australia promising increased player availability, greater proportion of prime time matches, and stronger alignment with school holidays. And the women's internationals, including multi format series against India, England, and South Africa, and the WBBL will also remain on seven, a deal worth about $1.5 billion. Speaking of cricket, we'll speak to Perth Scorchers star batsman Cam Bancroft after the break, leading up to the Scorchers' next assignment against the Sydney Thunder here at Opta Stadium tomorrow night. Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.